0: Welcome to another episode of the Thwipcast. On today's episode, I'm going to be breaking down some huge announcements that were recently made. It's both Marvel and DC, so I will break them down and share my thoughts on each of them. One of them recently was kind of like debunked in some way, so I'm going to kind of like edit that as I go, because I do have notes for each one, so I will um, input the debunked part of the news that has come out. So I'm going to just get into it right away. I'm going to try to keep this quick and just get this going. So the first one I have is John Bernthal is returning as Frank Castle, the Punisher for Daredevil Born Again. And my first reaction to this was, yes, finally he's back. And I believe the series started shooting two days ago, March 6th. I'm recording this on March 8th right now. So as of two days ago, I think they started shooting. The series will have 18 episodes for its first season, which means we get so much Daredevil. Daredevil is one of my favorite Marvel characters. He's so incredible and Charlie Cox is perfect in the role. Can't wait to see him return, and Vincent D'Onofrio come back as Wilson Fisk, the Kingpin. Bernthal last played the character in season two of The Punisher, which was on Netflix, which is now on Disney+. Plus. Daredevil and Fisk will play big roles in Echo, which then leads into Born Again. And I'm very curious to see how the Punisher will fit into this, like maybe he's being discovered by Matt for the first time again, because we know this isn't a direct continuation of the Netflix universe, it's like a soft reboot. So maybe they're meeting each other for the first time again, or maybe they already know each other, and they're both working to take down Fisk because The Punisher is all about taking down organized crime by like any means necessary. So it would be really interesting to see the uh, dynamic between Matt and Frank in the MCU. So I'm very excited to see how he comes into this. The news also stated that Eldon Henson, who plays Foggy Nelson, and Deborah Ann Wall, who played Karen Page, are not expected to be returning it's unclear if they are being recast or if they are just absent. Karen played a big role in the comic. It'll be really interesting to see what they do if she's not in it, if they are like closely following this comic story. And I'm sure they would return to their roles if everyone else seems to be. It just seems logical that you have Charlie Cox coming back, you have Vincent D'Onofrio and now John Bernthal. It would make sense if you just brought back Eldon Henson and Deborah Ann Woll, but we'll see if they recast or not. So overall, I'm very excited excited for this series. It's one of my most anticipated projects of Phase 5. I'm very excited to see more of Jon Bernthal's Punisher. I think he was a very compelling character. He had a very interesting introduction to the Netflix Marvel Universe in Daredevil Season 2. Their whole dynamic worked really well. In my opinion, the first half of Daredevil Season 2 was the strongest because it was heavily focused on the Punisher. The rest of it kind of fell off for me, even though it's still amazing. I just feel like the second half of the second season of Daredevil wasn't as strong. Just that's just me. So moving on to the second one, the Batman part two begins production later this year. And this is another win. I really loved the first movie. It's if not my favorite movie of 2022. So I'm very excited to see where the story goes. So this is the story where I kind of have to edit it as I go. So, there was a report that Michael Uslan, an executive producer on The Batman, confirmed the sequel begins shooting on November 23rd. So, this morning, I saw there was a tweet from James Gunn saying that the date was kind of, like, made up, and... He said he wants it to release as early as possible while still giving Matt Reeves the time to develop it. That's what I saw for, like, James Gunn's tweet in response to the supposed November 23rd shooting date. I assume this gives them time to flesh out the script, which Matt Reeves did confirm was in development. I can't wait to see where this story goes. It takes place after Penguin, which is the HBO Max series that is currently shooting in New York. This series will take place a week after the batman and it will see oz's rise to a crime boss kind of like taking over the whole falcone crime family even though we have kristen Mulati who is playing sophia falcone gonna see a, a cool conflict there and then of course you would clancy brown who was announced to play salvatore moroni who is a like rival to the falcone crime family And we also know that Salvatore Maroni was referenced in The Batman. He was arrested or something like that. We don't see anything from him in the first movie, but we know he will be in Penguin. And depending on what happens in that, I'm sure he will appear in The Batman too. Then we also have the Arkham Asylum series Uh, should still be on the way, so I can't wait to see what they do with that and which characters from Batman's rogues gallery could be involved. Personally, I always had a concept for something revolving around Arkham that could be inspired by the Jack Nicholson movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. That's an incredible movie too, if you haven't seen it, but after watching that, I'm like, this could be a template for an Arkham Asylum story. You just have the doctors dealing with the Batman villains. Maybe you have Leah Tompkins, who's an iconic Batman character in the, in Gotham city. She's like a doctor. She could be working at Arkham and she's just trying to like rehabilitate all of the rogues gallery. And obviously that doesn't go well. So that's The Batman 2. I love the first movie. I can't wait to see where the universe goes. Um, I'm very curious to see if they're gonna go that Mr. Freeze route for the villain, or if they will completely surprise us with another villain we haven't thought of yet. But Mr. Freeze makes the most sense to me or start to build up The Court of Owls, which was an amazing storyline, if you haven't read that from Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, The next thing I have is that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 will be longer than 1 and 2. So, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 was 2 hours and 2 minutes. Volume 2 was 2 hours and 17 minutes. So, I'm guessing Volume 3 is around 2.5 hours to 2 hours 45 minutes. It would make sense if it was longer because it is the conclusion to James Gunn's Guardian trilogy. This is going to completely change the team. The team will never be the same after this. There is obviously going to be lots of emotion, it's going to be an intense roller coaster. I'm so excited for it and I will definitely be there on day one in IMAX and it does come out on May 5th. It's one of my most anticipated releases of this year too, so I know James Gunn is going to hit us hard and it's going to be awesome. The last thing I have is James Spader is rumored to return as Ultron in Armor Wars and this got me so hyped. And I did mention this back in January from an article I found with many other rumors. If you haven't seen that, it's episode 3 of the Thwipcast, so check it out. I will have a link in the description at the end of this episode. And just if you're listening to this on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, I will have a link in the description there as well. But if you didn't see it, I will restate what I thought should happen with this. So if Ultron is returning, I am going to be so excited. I loved James Spader as the character. He's such an iconic voice. He will always be my Ultron, or the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes version, even though that version was creepy when I was a kid. So iconic too, just he's such a an evil villain. Like He knows everything about the Avengers, he knows all their weaknesses, and he's so powerful. And we haven't really seen Ultron since Age of Ultron. We saw him pop up in What If, which was also really cool. We got the Infinity Ultron, where he, in an alternate universe, he takes the Infinity Stones from Thanos and becomes the Infinity Ultron with Vision's body actually still going through as Ultron. So there was never a Vision, the Vision body was still Ultron. So in Armor Wars, I'm guessing maybe there's a dormant Ultron that's revived because he is AI. He could still exist, but without anyone else knowing. Kind of similar to how like Arnim Zola kind of survived in the MCU. Maybe he's searching for a Stark-like character to build a new army. And this got me thinking. Justin Hammer. It would make sense if Justin Hammer was the one he's looking for. If Armor Wars was about Tony's legacy being torn apart, which is what that comic story is, is where his tech falls into the wrong hands and they're just dismantling everything that he stood for. Maybe Justin Hammer and Ultron are out for revenge on Tony's company and just anyone associated with him. And if this is the West Coast Avengers movie it's rumored to be, this could be the Avengers vs. Ultron Part 2. Maybe even the super-adaptoid is involved, because Justin Hammer, but either way, I'm eager for more Ultron, Armor Wars is going to be incredible, I'd really like to see Sam Rockwell return to the role of Justin Hammer, it's a role we haven't seen since 2010, so I'm very excited to see him return at some point, point. and again, James Spader's Ultron is perfect, he's got that powerful voice, he's a fantastic actor, so I'm very excited to see if he does return for Armor Wars. And potentially getting that Age of Ultron 2. So that is all I had to mention for the comic book movie news. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Thwip Media. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Thwip underscore Media. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And I am still developing the Avengers trailer. It's getting close to being done so I will have that out very soon. I will still update you on any content release dates and just retweeting news. So thank you for listening, thank you for watching, and I will see you all next time.